oh my God, Nathan, you're back. It's been so long. It's been two weeks without the content. Guys, of course I'm back. Did you really think I would leave you high and dry? Listen, today's episode, we're going to talk all about like dreams coming true. Because that's really what it is, right? Believe me, I'm going to tell you all about the Manchester trip. That's where I've been. And you know, when I was there and I was experiencing the Etihad Live, and I'm like, this is literally a dream come true. Like I've only ever had this feeling once before in my life. You know what it was, Mina? Mm -hmm. What? It was that first time I went to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. Shut Dude, I'm telling you, it's the same. Go your dream stadium, your dream team, going to elmontdsoccer.com. It is exactly what about the, the same. St same thing. Okay, two two times before in my life, bro. Experiencing that, like it's something that just overwhelms you. You're like, oh my god, is this really? Is this really possible? How am I even experiencing this sense of elation three times in my life? Seeing Man City live, seeing Benfica live. And going to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. Tell them what you can get at ElmontYouthSoccer.com. You can get your dreams come true. That's what you can get based on what Nathan's just said. It's perfect, dude. If you've ever dreamed of getting a jersey, or even not even a jersey wall, but just a single jersey, this is the best place to do it, guys. Because guess what? You get 10% off from this show. You get TJW10 as a promo code at checkout. Bro. Guess what? Guess how much percent that saves you? I would guess 10. And I know because I made that deal happen. Exactly. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. You start building your very own jersey wall collection. And that's making dreams come true. They're already so reasonably priced. But then you add the promo code TJW10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on your order. That's money back in your pocket, bro. This is dreams on dreams on dreams. Yeah, and you know what? You can you can do that all the time. You don't have to travel. You don't have to go thousands of kilometers From the away comfort to do that. In your you don't own have to spend home. as much money as that. Yeah, you can do Just it. Do it and guess what? Even you spend more money when you buy more, you spend less. Imagine that. Guess that. Can you imagine such a process? Guess what? Guys, it's amazing. You got to go to ElmontYouthSoccer.com. The link is in our description. Do it right now and get yourself your very own Jersey Wall collection. Today on the Jersey Wall podcast, it's the TJW Power Rankings, the 10 best clubs in Europe. We hope you enjoy. look like a bowling alley construction bro quit <laughs> dissing my merch this is from the <laughs> had. if you don't stop dissing my merch right now it's from the official <laughs> man city fan shop that i was there republic live. of mancunia this cost 40 pounds which is like ten thousand dollars canadian bro because our currency is that trash let me tell you things in manchester feel like they're reasonably priced i'll be honest with you i know Go the there, number's smaller and the yeah the number's That's smaller you're like you know what i like this and then you check your credit card statement because everything's i brought pounds with me and they're like but I don't even type that. I'm like, well, crap. You take your own cards. I just had to tap my card all they the time. They treat it like Bitcoin. Literally, yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, we just want you to tap. I'm like, like where, where all right. We're not taking it. I was though. like, I have all these pounds. This is cash. Nobody wants cash? Fine. Forget it. So I would tap my card. And uh, and here we are. And then the conversion rate hit me. Because I was like, oh, everything's so reasonably priced here. And then when I got home, I logged into my, my bank account. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> But you know what? All things considered, I still feel like they left money on the table because I still would have paid need. more for everything that I experienced there. Yeah. What you need when you travel is for one item to be like 10,000 of the local currency. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? That's what you need because it'll be like, okay, such a big number, but you just know it'll cost like 20 bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. That's what you need. It's a different place in the world. That's the feeling you get at elmoyusoccer.com. Bro, let them know. I'd read Look at two. that. Look at elmoyusoccer.com. <laughs> Getting the double plug today. Guys, Plugs welcome. never end to the program. My name is Mr. Nathan Santos, your host, as per usual. And yeah, I'm back. And yeah, the jersey wall's back. And yeah, we took a week off because we couldn't make it work. But this week, we're back. 
And that's freaking awesome because you know what? I feel like week by week, like this is the first time we missed a week in a really, really long time. But when you look at the year, we will still have more episodes recorded than weeks in the year, which means that it averages out to, you know, you remember yesterday you were explining to me, Listen, guys. actually, by the way, that's yeah. Mina, brethren. Hi. Oh. Remember yesterday yeah, you explained to me, XG? Yeah. Guys, XG is not what I thought it was. And I guarantee <laughs> you it's not what you thought it was either. I guarantee you nobody knew that this is what XG was. Bro, can you explain to them in the least boring way possible? Because math is always so boring. What it's stats. XG you can't set is. me up like that. That's going to sound so boring. No, do it. Figure it out. Try to do it. It's stats. All right. So what they do is they take every single goal. <laughs> I know. I knew you were going to do that. 100%. I, I saw the look in your eyes. I was like, he's going to 100% do that. I'm just going to power through, you know. Anyway, go look it up. I'm not. No, it's up. Okay, so as you okay, fine. I'll explain. As Mino was explaining it to me, XG is not just like a a pass or fail. Now I thought it was pass or fail. That's what I. You can't even freaking snore if you wanted to, bro. I have the Santos sinuses. No, I I can. These are built for snoring. In Egypt, that's a very rude swear swear word Ah, slash noise to make. Okay, so I don't. It's ingrained in me. Don't do that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And because that's why we love Peppa Pig, because we just think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's something, you know, when they add like the little jokes for the adults, yeah. that's all Peppa Pig is to the that's so to parents funny, now in Egypt. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a long time explaining XG, but it is important to know. I thought it was a pass-fail stat. I thought XG was like, this chance should have been converted or this chance shouldn't have been converted. And if you did convert a chance that they thought, eh, it's probably unlikely that you score, then it boosted the XG. Mina said that his all time since data started recording in the exact specific position of the ball with the exact amount of defenders and obstacles in front of it. I'm like, that's way too, like, how on earth could you, could you use that as a stat? That's ridiculous. So XG. It's where they get the number for XG. Otherwise it would just be a pass fail. That's what I thought it was. I thought yeah. it, I thought that's how you made it, right? So anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. That's how you get like a 0.5 XG or whatever. Doesn't matter. Speaking of, uh, anyway. so things that aren't boring, Kareem Benzema on the Speaking bottom. Speaking of boring, time. yeah. Yeah, and he you wore, know what is boring? He wore glasses. He's so yeah. boring. What a dork, bro. Specked up Kareem what Benzema. <laughs> he couldn't see. <laughs> he wanted to make sure everybody, like for the first time. And they were like old lady glasses. Yeah, they weren't cool. This they dude pulled like, up with your grandmother's glasses that she would tie around yeah. her neck on a pearl necklace and wear whenever she needed Might to sign a birthday that. card. You know what I mean? He pulled up with that. And for the first time, no cast on the pinky. Because mm. he was like, no, I'm not getting my dirty used cast on the Ballon d'Or that I won as a 40, uh, 44, as a 34 year old with 44 goals. Quick shout out to Kareem Benzema for winning that, by the way. It feels Do like. You know who I feel bad for? Tell me. Lewandowski. Right. He must be sitting there thinking, this fucking guy. Because <laughs> it for one year wins it. Well, but when I did it, they canceled it. Dude, I was just going to say. So I, I made a TikTok earlier today. By the way, TJW right, Bites, you know what they're at? You know what TJW Bites are at right now? Well, 1.9 million views, bro. That, We've done you know almost what? a million Coincidentally, that's almost as many votes as Lewandowski got when he was... <laughs> he did get shafted, in fairness. Because when I was making... Yeah. I made a TikTok earlier today talking about um, about Benzema winning the Ballon d'Or. And I'm like, this dude... Like, this is the first Ballon d'Or in a little while that it feels unanimous. It doesn't feel controversial. It feels deserved. It doesn't feel... Yeah. yeah, you know, like, it doesn't feel like a panel of journalists were like... Oh, he's great. We got to give it to him. Or like fans were like, that's my guy. I got to give it to him. Everybody kind of agreed. Like, no, he deserved it. And yes, so did Lewandowski in 2020. But even before that, the Ronaldo's, the Messi. 2021. You know, when Modric won, there was a lot. Yeah, in 2021 as well. (laughs) But there was a lot of Ballon d'Or that have been controversial voting. Like the podium was filled with votes amongst whoever was on the podium. 
De Bruyne That's got That's why third. this win is impressive. Sadio Mane because got second. Did you know I that? Know, I know. Who knew? No, like, I didn't care. I don't think they got care. a single vote. I think the only Double person L's. who got a vote was, was Benzema. He won unanimously. and I. They just went alphabetical Benzema. order. In the very wrong alphabetical order <laughs> after that. Anyway. This is my last name. Like, Benzema. Anybody else? Anyone? No? Okay. Here you go, Kareem. No, he no, did well. That's how, that's how good he was. Is that fraudulent France football had to give him. I think they were all too happy. To they had to. Him. And, and to be honest, so it, won't be, it won't be Now he's French. Thing. He's not Algerian. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now he's, he's French. French. Exactly, bro. Exiled from the national team for 10 years. He's finally back. Now we can give him the Valentin. What video? What video? Who's Valbuena, bro? <laughs> no one's ever even heard of that guy. Anyway, this won't be the last time you that's hear Italian. Benzema's name on this program. Because we're going to talk about… The power rankings, the 10 best clubs in Europe. And I put that tentatively, the 10 best clubs in Europe, because this is my working list of a power ranking. Now, if you've never seen a power ranking before, it's hard Same to do. Say power ranking one more time. Power rankings. <laughs> Bro, it's, it's not… It's, it's hard to do in footy, right? Because objective quality of the league, like there's so many factors to put into consideration. You could argue that England's top six is better than most of the other teams, like champions right in in other leagues because that's mm. just the money and the and the influence that the premier league has that's boring we can't really do that this isn't a premier league power ranking this is a european power ranking this is the 10 best or i guess most impressive clubs in europe thus far in their respective seasons yeah. and my and we parameters also like to do a little this, bit more of analysis than than you know someone like Salke would do so yeah exactly <laughs> this is to prove to you guys that we watch all the leagues well, i watch all the leagues anyway and then mina will nathan does no, I don't watch the Venezuela. That's not true. I resent that. No, credibility. Nathan, Nathan watches Nathan watches the Turkish league so he can find his hair back. Hey, yo, that's that's <laughs> just why are you coming at me, dude? That's just totally inappropriate. I'm getting it in because I know I'm gonna agree with everything you say in the next in the 10, I guarantee like, top 10 you, that you do. You will, you so will I have to I have to rub you the wrong way. I'm again. certain of it. You will strongly oppose two of them. All right, fine. Because we'll you're see. gonna be like, shut up, shut up, Nathan, for having these two teams in your power rankings. If you have Arsenal anywhere in this, I'm not, I'm logging off right now. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to see, aren't we, bro? We're gonna have to <laughs> That's see. A yes. We're gonna start That's at ten. Yes. We're gonna work our way up because you know ultimately we're gonna end on who is the most dominant team, the most powerful yeah. in our. Right. You know, say it with me. Power rankings in our. But we power can't say the R word here. What is what is this? I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. The ranking. We don't oh, say yeah. That, that, that R word, right. I was like, uh, yes. Dude, are you? The R word. Yes. Do you think it was it's something true. else? Yeah. I, I, wow. The R word. I wonder what you're talking about. To be fair, yes, it's true. The Jersey Wall does not do rankings. We just put lists in order. But that didn't have as nice a ring to it. The power list in order didn't just roll off the tongue in the way that I needed it to. To captivate you, the people. Let's start at number 10, shall we? Let's do it. Now, if you told me at the... Be oh, by the way, sorry. I should say... Uh, the parameters for making the power ranking here is that you have to be in a European competition and your domestic league, right? So if you are flying in your domestic league, but you are not in a European competition, sorry, you can't be included. And the reason is that you're not... I mean, the other way around is genuinely impossible. Right. You can't yeah, just yeah, be in a exactly. European league without having... Yeah, but if you're flying domestically and you're not in another competition, it, I feel like right. it's worth less to me because you have more time to yeah, prepare yeah, yeah. for those games. Gotcha. And I feel like credit needs to be given to those who are splitting, you know, their, their resources yeah. here. If you had That's told right. me who I had at number 10 just one month ago would be cracking my power rankings, and not only that, but opening it up, I'd be like, shut up. This is the first thing we're going to talk about in the power rankings? No way. It's Arsenal, isn't it? It's Club Bruges. Club Brugge. Hey, my boys. Dude, listen. what a shout by Mina here. 
What a shout by Mina here. The dumbest prediction I've ever heard. Mina's like, bro, I'm telling you, Club Bruges are going through. In a group with Leverkusen, with Atletico Madrid, and with Porto. I'm like, no, I knew they're it. not. No, I knew it. <laughs> like, that's no, because such a dumb that's take. the primetime like, FIFA team every single year. Like, that is just pace merchants. Like, that team would win everything in FIFA 14. In that's, FIFA 14, yeah. That's the specifically. team. No, genuinely, because remember, Gervinho was just unplayable. Oh, 100%. That's that is, level of team. And this is just a yeah. team of, of Gervinho's, apparently. Just now, pace. here's what just I found out everyone. while doing research for this, okay? So just, just so that the people know, let's bring them up to speed. They are being given a shout here because of what they've accomplished so far in the Champions League. They will be advancing to the next round, to the round of 16, ahead of Atletico Madrid, ahead of Bayer Leverkusen, who have been terrible this season, by the way, and ahead of Porto, who are like Portuguese champions Porto, Okay. Yeah, that's not a Benfica-based uh, opinion. No, the, hey, they won a team. Benfica was in that league and they beat him. So shout out to them. Uh, they have three wins, one draw, seven goals, and zero conceded in the Champions League. They have not conceded a goal in the competition yet. And say what you will about the other teams. You can't tell me that anybody thought that they wouldn't have at least conceded a goal up to this point, right? They are with 10 yeah. points. They are top. Even I, with my ridiculous shout, thought they would concede. Like a bunch, right? You thought, yeah. okay, maybe they'll outscore teams. That's not what they're doing. They're they're just beating them, okay? They beat Atletico Madrid. Then they drew Atletico Madrid. They smashed Porto. They beat Leverkusen. Like, they're just on a really freaking good run here. And shout out to Tejon Buchanan because I'm attributing it to him, even though he has not been the most influential <laughs> player. This is a Canadian playing in the Champions League, and he gets the shout. Did you know that domestically they're third? I was just going to ask you, where are they in the league? They're not even top of the league. They're third. The third best Belgian team is smashing. Now, you know what this is? What you is know it? what this is? Oh. They're giving people a head start. That's how generous yo, they are. Yo, they say, yo, let's lock up that place yeah. in the Champions League. Just and like, we'll start you know running. what? Yeah. 100%. We'll give you like a 10-match head start. Go. Let's Have see. Fun. Let's see how they turned out. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on Club Bruges because there are a lot Brugge. Oh, I wonder why. Flemish. Because listen, <laughs> we, got, we got better things to talk about. But they definitely deserve no, a shout out. Not just a shout out to like be an honorable mention, but they deserve to be in the top 10 here because they're the best team in their group in the Champions League and they haven't conceded a goal yet. All right. So what this tells me is you're not taking historical performance back-to-back -back Champions League into account. You're only doing it on full. What, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. this tells. That, but okay. that's 100% what right, this Because I understood power ranking. Power 10 best shift. teams. No, no, no. No, I know. You can't do I, like I understood that. If we did like, like 10, 10 best teams in Europe. No, no, no. It, it's like based on form because the power rankings will shift throughout the season, right? It's just like yeah. right now, it, it yeah, is, yeah, it's yeah. heavily based on form. Because I otherwise, didn't think you'd do like 10 biggest because that's always boring. Yeah. But I thought you'd do 10 best taking into account at least 18 months of performance. No, 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 but okay, no, no, no. I got you. This is exclusively okay. this is right now. from the as start life. of this season yeah. up to today, October 17th, right, cool. as we're recording this. Okay. That's what this list is, right. is determined by. Okay. Got it. Uh, moving into number nine, and you might have this team very low, like pretty low, all things considered. But I would challenge you to challenge me as to why I have them this low. Because as you see, when we work up the list, they, I don't think that they have a shout to be above anybody that I have above them. At number nine, I have Barcelona. Mm. Okay. Shall we get into it? I can't challenge you because I don't know what's above them. All right. <laughs> let me let me let me bring to you some yeah. arguments here as to why I have them ninth. Give okay. me give me uh, give me your uh, give me your reasoning. Barcelona started 
the season with with all their monumental transfers in what we thought would be like second to none, unbelievable. Like they figured it out. Barca, between the free agents, the money, the financial levers, they're going all in right now. All of the investments, all of the talent, everything that they could do to close the gap right now. And they started the season very well, in fairness to them. Okay. Up to yesterday, they were top of La Liga, okay, which is exactly where they want to be. They got drawn in a pretty hard Champions League group, except for the fact that it's really not that hard. They've made it harder than it <laughs> needed to be because they should have yeah. beaten Inter, but they didn't. And they should have beaten them then again, and they didn't. And that's their fault. They've made it harder than they've needed to be. I attribute, I attribute that to Barca, not to Inter. And that's not a dig mm-hmm. at Inter. It's just, I, I think I that agree. Barca should have, had, should have done more with that, but not to beat Bayern, just to be the second best team in that group. There's another version of this where if we record this even a week earlier, Barca might be way higher up this list because mm-hmm. they're still second in a comfortable position in their Champions League group. They're still top of La Liga, and I have very little to say here. However, seven wins, one draw, and one loss domestically seems really good. Right, 20, 21 goals for and four against seems really good. Yeah, twenty two nice. points has them second in La Liga. All things considered, you're like that's not that bad. The problem is a power ranking is heavily determined on form, and on form right now they are starting to go this way. Right, they are starting to yep. come down. One win, one draw, and two losses in the Champions League. Eight goals for, seven against. They only have four points. They're sitting in third place. That is. They also have to have a lot of fortune go their way so they can make it out of the group. They've pretty much doomed themselves in the Champions League here. They need yeah. Victoria Pilsen to be smashing teams, and they have to be smashing Inter and Bayern. It's just very yeah. unlikely. You know what I mean? Like, the likelihood of these happening is just so low. I think what has to happen is that Barca need to beat Pilsen, which they probably will. Inter have to beat Bayern, and then Barca have to beat Bayern. And Inter drop points. And Inter has to lose to Pilsen. Against Pilsen. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a that's a a lot to ask for. And quite frankly, I think it's very unlikely. Now, Barca wanted to put it all on the table now to win now because that was the priority, not next season. Yeah. Not only win La Liga or compete in La Liga, but put them back into the glory stages of the Champions League and they're not even going to make it out of the group, dude. That is a colossal failure. It is a pretty big failure, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially given given everything that, you know, how their summer has went. It's right. Like you didn't sign Robert Lewandowski to, to have him, you know, sit on the bench because you're now in the Europa League. That's kind of disrespectful to to big man Rob there. Big time, right? And 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 this is also influenced by the fact that they just lost yesterday in, in El Clasico. El Clasico <clears> is like the yeah. is the gods fixture. Up. That's like the fixture of fixtures. That is widely considered the largest fixture in world football. And they lost. And not only that, but they were beaten, like well and truly beaten. Yeah. Right. Find the third goal for Madrid. You might want to say, okay, well, that was that was a, a very soft penalty. I'll probably agree with you, to be honest. But it doesn't change the fact that Barca did not deserve to win yesterday. Madrid absolutely did. Yeah, I agree, I agree with with what you've said. I think you're right. If if we are having this conversation a couple of weeks ago, it's a very different argument. Yeah. But because we're starting to see that they're probably going to end up in the Europa League. And when you put that into context of how their summer has gone, then it's kind of it's kind of just you know, yeah. It doesn't feel right to put them any higher than that. No, and not to mention, I have grievances with them. Like I have problems. I, I voiced some of these on TikTok. Check them out, by the way. TJW bites. Um, I'm very upset with how uh, Frank Kessie is being treated at Barcelona, and I don't think that it's 
personal. Anyone's being Kessie. tradable. <laughs> no, no. I don't just mean like how he's personally being treated. I mean in terms of minutes. Frank Kessie. Frank Kessie is a better player right now than Gavi is right now. Gavi mm. has greater potential. Gavi is more what Xavi wants for the system and to ascend into the team. That's fine. Bigger ceiling. Bigger ceiling, for sure. Right now, today, Frank is a better player. And not a better player off the bench to get 30 minutes, tw- you know, once every two weeks. No. Frank put him in the team and put him into form. And Frank is one of the best midfielders of the club, right? He is yeah. a monster, capable of winning games almost by himself. And he did that. And he carried Milan to championships that way, or to a championship that way, into a very, very close runner-up uh, the year prior. Right, Francesi is not being given ample opportunity to succeed in the squad, and neither is Frankie De Jong. These are like unbelievable quality <laughs> number eights who start pretty much everywhere else, who are not yeah. starting here. And when you pair that with the fact that Gavi is really ascending into the team, but he's not as good as either of them today, and the fact that that Busquets is looking like the game has passed him, right? He is not the player that he once was. He's not terrible. But I think the squad has levels above where he is. But Xavi is insistent on, we are going to play the Barcelona way, which means we have this dude at the six. We have our young La Masia graduates at the eights, our Spaniards to take the team forward. I admire the dedication to the principle. I think that if they were playing 4-2-3-1 with a double pivot of Kese, um, De Jong, and then, and then Pedri at, at the 10, but not like a high 10, just kind of in that, that you know, more, slightly more advanced role. yeah. yeah, yeah. Barcelona would be better off for it. I don't think they would have lost to Inter either times against that. And I think Frank Kessie yeah, in form beats Inter, himself beats Inter twice. I mean, he did that anyway. He did that. He knows how to do <laughs> that. Was, that was his life and for Gavi the last two got years. bodied in those fixtures. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? No, it's uh, big time. Big time. I, I totally agree. It's, it's just weird. Like, I understand trying to stick to your guns and trying to stick to your philosophy that you made your name in because that's how Chavi right. was brought into the world. Yep. Um, and again, he's a product of Pep Guardiola, and that's another stubborn man that doesn't change it even when he's losing. So that you know, we're gonna talk about it unless <laughs> unless you're playing Liverpool and you start back three. Anyway, hey, um, hey, we're gonna <laughs> talk about that. We don't get into that right will, now. This will. is Barca's time. We will. Um, yeah, it's just he is a symptom of what Barcelona has been known for in the past few years, and um, they don't go with function over philosophy. It's very much the other way around. Yeah, and uh, I, I just. I didn't understand Kessie going choosing to go to Barcelona when he could have gone to other places where he was guaranteed minutes. Right. Um, and now I think he's starting to see that a little bit. Probably checks bouncing as well. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how the financial side, how it's turning out. Now, it's not all bad for Barca because, to be fair, we have to credit how good they've been up to that point. Lewandowski's yeah, been brilliant. Yeah, it's still a promising season. Ousmane Dembele's been brilliant, right? They've been a fantastic duo. But Ansu Fati can't really get into the team, right? Um, Rafinha has not been very Dembele's good. has been really good. Yeah, Dembele has been fantastic. Rafinha hasn't been very good. Eric Garcia yeah. has been bad. <laughs> Eric, yeah. and, and Barca's <laughs> two center backs that they, like their core center backs are both injured, which means that Eric Garcia and PK are having to pick up slack. That is not an acceptable backline for where nope. Barca want to be challenging. They're going to really, really hurt their chances at success that way. No, and it's also, yeah, I, I don't know why Rafinha is not being... Um, why the chemistry is not there yet, but he's really not doing it. He's really not doing anything right now. It's just, he looks very disconnected from the rest of the team. He is trying some stuff, but it's not working out. And and, um, I don't really know why it's so much better with Dembele, but he hugs the the line a lot better than, than Rafinha does. And he's also able to go left or right. It doesn't matter. If you want to run past the, past the fullback, he can do that. If he wants to cut inside, he can do that as well. Whereas Rafinha is kind of, 
it looks like he's trying something and it's not coming off. But yeah. I, I just I don't know why he's not gelling a lot with the uh, with the tactics. and probably need a little bit more analysis. Yeah, well, there are times that he looks brilliant, but there are other times where he's just like it's just not working. And the price tag that they paid for him, I think, and that's the thing. It kind of just looks. I think they need him yeah. to be like hitting those heights now. Because they're like, listen, we invested this money. Like, you have to figure this out, like, now. Yeah. And I don't think he's been given that grace period. And I think over time, that will hurt him, not help him. It just looks like he's playing within himself because he's trying to play on instinct. Mm -hmm. But also, it looks like he's <clears throat> actively trying to remember the instructions that Chavi gave him. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. It doesn't yeah. look effortless. It doesn't look like it's natural to him. It looks like he, you know, he's been playing motorball for a while and now he has to like think about, right. you know, not just run around like a headless chicken, but actually try to implement some tactics. It right. doesn't, and he's doesn't not look the best organic. player on the team anymore, right? That's another big no. thing, right? What's that like? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Anyway, we got to get off bar six. We got to move up the list. Now, you're going to smack me for this one. I already know. But this is a show that, has, again, remember what the point of the power rankings are, okay? In number eight, dude, I have Union Berlin. I do. This guy. Union Berlin. Listen, I will <laughs> be the first Barcelona. to say, even my, they are above Barcelona. They literally are, dude. Here's the thing. In a different country. Yeah. And they're, they're beating, they're ahead of Bayern in their country and Bayern are better than Barca. So do the math here. Okay. That always, that doesn't do work. No, no, we're doing it. footy math, Just bro. because. It has to happen. Does not work. Listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, just remember, we're going to move up the list. Okay. Before you get too angry about this. I need you to put a massive asterisk here somewhere. Yeah. So just listen here. Okay. <laughs> Seven wins, two draws, one loss in the Bund in the Bundesliga. 18 goals for, only six against, which is an unbelievable defensive record. Their 23 points has them first in the Bundesliga. Okay? Shout yeah. out to them. Because we're 10 weeks no, in big, now. Right? No. That's like for, yeah, yeah. for the Bundesliga. That's a quarter of the big season. Big up Union Berlin. They haven't fallen yet. They have been fantastic, especially when it comes to their defense. Okay? Defensively, their back line, Diogo Leite, U21 Portugal center back. Laugh at me, by the way, but he's unreal. And he should be uh -huh. team. <laughs> Bro, people on TikTok don't watch him and they're like, oh, he's dumb. Like, no, watch him <laughs> play, stupids. Um, in in the uh, Europa League, where they are also playing, because again, that was part of the parameters. You have to be in both. They're not doing as well in the Europa League. They have two wins, two losses, two goals for, two goals against. They have six Who's points in that group? and they're, they're third. I don't know, Braga and some other teams. It's Europa League, who cares? But they're not top. Now, I don't care about that. I'm fine with the fact that they're competing on two fronts and they're like, dude, we're we're top of the league right now. In, they don't in have the, the squad league. for it. Yeah, you know they what don't I mean? Have the squad they don't, for both. Yeah, they, I don't think they have the squad for both. I don't think they need to have the squad for both. I think they're okay with this idea of we're four points clear at the top of the Bundesliga. Bayern are struggling. We cannot lose focus on this because once Bayern start to pick up form, if we have spread ourselves too thin, we're screwed. So let's try to increase this gap as much as we can right now. Okay, their defense is fantastic. They play in a three-five-two. Um, their team structure. Is really good. It seems that everybody seems to understand their roles. And they're not just top because they're only in the Bundesliga. They are also competing in Europe, which means they are managing it amongst two fronts. I think that's really impressive, right? They beat Dortmund yesterday 2-0. And their striker, Geraldo Becker, has made a name of himself because he has nine goal involvements in his, in his first 10 games. Like, dude, Everything's yeah. going according to plan here for them. No, I'm not. I'm not taking away anything away from them. It's just it's funny to me that they're you know you eighth in the power rankings Believe of the me. European teams right now. Even no, for I me, you it. wouldn't think that I would I have guess them it. that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. eighth, it's 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 realistic. It's not it's even generous. Being, I don't even think it's generous. It's only generous on name value right now. Union Berlin yeah, are that good. They're that good. No, I I get it. I get it. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to you know 
dismiss the shout or anything. I think it is a good shout because they are doing really well for the position that they're in. And uh, I agree with you. Just because they're, they're not necessarily doing well in the Europa League doesn't mean they're not a good team. I think you're right. Yeah. Like it is, it is a squad thinness thing, um, and they can't compete on multiple fronts. So they're just focusing on the one that provides the most, you know, um, benefit to them at the moment yeah. because they they're ahead. You can't just you know shoot yourself in the foot by spreading yourself too thin. Going well, you know, historically, cup teams have done better right. in the cup competition. So I'm just gonna you know focus more on the Europa League. I think honestly, I think it is riskier to go compete in the Europa League than it is to compete in in Bundesliga 100%. because the because the Europa League is about to get probably Juventus, Ajax, Barcelona yeah. drop down. And you've also you've also got Arsenal and Man United and you know right. other teams that are really good and have historically played cup competitions a lot more than you have. Yeah. So and you'd think in less games the path of least resistance to making it to the Champions League would be that, but you look at it, and you're yeah. like, maybe not because no, I don't they think can going solidify top season, four right now. You know what I mean? Like if they can put themselves in that bracket of top four or get as close to it as possible for as long as possible and start to put pressure on those bigger name teams that are not, you know, hitting on all cylinders right now. If they lock themselves into a top four spot, that's a win for them. They don't have to win the Bundesliga. Is it top four in Germany for the Champions League? Yeah. Because they've got less teams than the Premier League does. Yeah, but they're great. Bayern always. No, I, no, I get it. I get it. But right? so uh, it just extends. Like sometimes it's, it's three, three and sometimes Bayern. Because like, Bayern are guaranteed the spot. Uh, and, then, and then three more. <laughs> that's usually how it works. Um, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's... Even if they finish fourth, this is not a disappointing season just the because they were top campaign. of the league at some point. Right. This is a great campaign for them. They like the Champions Union League. Berlin is in the Champions League. Yeah. Dilly ding, dilly dong, you know? Like, exactly, bro. Same kind of vibes. The same vibes, 1,000%. Uh, anyway, in, into number seven, and this is where you will find solace in the fact that I have Union Berlin uh, eighth. I have Bayern Munich in seven. Okay. Now, initially, in my in a, in a different draft of this, I probably had this Union low, Berlin eh? above them. Yeah, dude, Bayern have not been oppressive domestically. Bayern are, I think, only now really starting to pick up form domestically. Domestically, yeah. five wins, four draws, and one loss. They have 30 goals for, unreal, but you expect it of them, right? Because it feels like they win 5-0 mm -hmm. every week. They have eight goals conceded. They have 19 points, and they're in second place. What has propelled them above Union Berlin, even though Berlin are above them, is the fact that in the Champions League, they're four for four, right? They're beating everybody. Right, thirteen yeah. goals for two against, for something. and they have twelve points. They're top of of their Champions League group. If Union Berlin are third in their Europa, but they're in first place, and Bayern are in second place narrowly, but have four wins in the Champions League, I still have to put Bayern above them. But Bayern's shaky start to this campaign does not enable them to be above the teams that I have in the top six, which all of them I think have been better so far this season. I think in terms of form, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. In it's not in terms of, of quality of squad. In, in terms of form, what can happen yeah. this season and how I think this season's going to end, I'm not with you. 100. percent We're going to adjust the power, season, the power rankings in the exactly. new year, exactly. Right across, you always yeah. assume quality. Will it's a live continue. update. It's a yeah, live. It's update. a live update. That's exactly what it is. It's the 10 best yeah. right now, and that includes Champions League form. And Champions League form has propelled them up the list because I will, bro. They haven't been very good. I will say, if you have Liverpool anywhere in the top 10 of the power rankings... I do not. Okay, good. I because then they can't be above no. Bayern Munich. No, no, exactly. Or they, they can't be above any of the teams that are on this list. I know they just beat City, but they can't be anywhere on this, on I, this list. Yeah, I agree 100%. And plus, even if they were the best team in the world, I still probably wouldn't put them on because I hate <laughs> Liverpool. Why would I put them on to a power ranking? They'd be 10 Screw them. If anything, them pissing me off by beating us yesterday, by cheating, we'll talk about that later, would have them mm. in 40th. 
screw them. Anyway, but Bayern, not convincing domestically. They blew it late versus Dortmund. They were 2-0 up in that game. And then they blew it. Their class yeah, is yeah, a yeah. big deal, especially like in Germany for those fans. No, they they've been shaky. Bouncing. They blew it. That is very unbiron like In the 95th minute, by the way, that's when they conceded the last minute goal yeah. to concede it. I think the lack of nine has enabled more fluidity in the squad, but it's also removed a focal point for goals. And I think they, it seems like while well, they're scoring, yes, they are still getting a lot of goals, but they're not outscoring their teams in as many games, which is a problem because they have four, they have, uh, four draws. So that's five games that they've dropped points in out of 10. That's unlike mm-hmm. Bayern. You'd expect Bayern to have one or two games in which they drop points at this point. They've dropped yeah, especially with a big money signing to Mateus Delict, like this and Mane. It's, yeah, obviously Mane, but I'm, I, everyone remembers oh, you mean at the they back. Right, Mane. Right, right, but yeah. I feel like at the back, you're not. They're not keeping it as solid as previous seasons. Yeah, I think that they're starting to turn it around now because you look at like the results. It seems like they're going to like start to kick on and turn on the afterburners a little bit, but then it'll be interrupted by the World Cup. So it's basically yeah. in the next four weeks, how many points can you get? Because it'll be a fresh season for everybody in the new year. One final yeah. note on Bayern, Jamal Musiala. Explode. I was just gonna say, I really enjoy that Jamal Musiala is making a name for himself Money. in this team. Explode. You took it. You took it off my lips. I have his jersey yeah. on the wall here, the Young Ballers edition, the last week's jersey wall. Dude, Jamal Musiala is absolutely exploding. He is making yeah. a name for himself in this team. He is, and I am. I, so I absolutely happy. love that. I love his play style. He's thrilling, and he's like the human embodiment of what I love about the Bundesliga. It's like the all action all the time, giving the ball and he's going to make something happen. That's what it feels like to watch any Bundesliga match objectively. You're just like, dude, there's so much going on here. I love watching this. <laughs> yeah, you know what true. I mean? I feel like most of the time people are so, they're so entrenched by the stories and the narratives going into it. That That's why they don't like the Bundesliga because like, it doesn't matter. The results are absolute because Bayern are going to win anyway. Whereas just to objectively watch any 90 minute fixture across Europe, I would argue that the Bundesliga is about as good as you can get just to turn on any random game. In terms I of watched, entertainment value, yeah. But uh, I, I watched like, Frankfurt again. Leverkusen this weekend. Barn yeah. burner. Barn burner. And you're just like, what? Like this is unbelievable that this game just happened. You know what I mean? No, it is. It, like In terms of entertainment value, yeah. match per match, it's, ve- it's very high up there. Very like It is extremely entertaining league. It's just people don't watch it. Yeah. Because because of what it is, and we've yeah, I know we've had a yep. conversation about this with Joe in the past. It's just like those games won't get them as many eyeballs, but right. you know, in terms of just football, pure football, they're good. They're yeah. good games to watch they're for the neutral. You have a lot of fun to watch it if you just like if anybody were to just yeah. put it on and watch it, they'd be like, "Why does this? Why do people ridicule this? Like this is this is awesome. This is listen. Awesome. Everybody enjoyed it when when COVID yeah. came back or like when they came back because of COVID, but. As soon as you know, they got to watch early teams came back. Yeah. Now you watch it somewhere else. Anyway, moving into number <laughs> six. It hurt me to put them this low, to be honest, but I felt like this is fair. So you know I'm a man of integrity. I have Benfica in sixth. Okay. I would have had Benfica higher. In fact, Elaborate. I did have them higher in a different draft of this. But upon looking at the, the form of the teams above them, I'm like, ah, Liga Nosh is not mm. one of the top five leagues in Europe. So domestically, they've been unbelievable. And in the Champions League, they've been very, very respectable. But I can't put them above some of these other teams. So number six, I have Benfica. Do you remember, Mina, earlier in August when we did our uh, clubs that may surprise us this season? Yeah. Who was the number one team on I my do. list? Was it Benfica? It was Benfica, wasn't it? It feels kind of silly if it isn't. Yeah, it was Benfica. Yeah, it was, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was Benfica, bro. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Nah, B, it was Benfica. I'm so impressed by the squad that they assembled over the summer. It's perfect. It's like, it's such a perfect team 
for what it is, where there are stars when you need them. There's work, there's workhorsey players across the midfield. Enzo Fernandez is an absolute baller who's going to move on so soon, but I want him to stay because he's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm going to shout out some of the names at the end. I just want to tell you domestically, eight games played, uh, or excuse me, eight wins, one draw, no losses, 23 goals for, five against, 25 points has them first. Top of the league. Top of the league. In the Champions League. Also, the, yeah. In the Champions League, two wins, two losses, six goals for, three against. They have eight points, which puts them in second place, only second to PSG. All right. Yeah, they're sending Juventus down, hundred percent. Do you remember? Did it, what? Do you remember what I said about this group? We both we both said that. we were do like you this remember? group. We, this group is playing out exactly how you and I had it when we were predicting it. One thousand percent. Because people think I know the name Juventus. Juventus are the bigger club. Juventus will be the ones who finish second. You are wrong. I think people were also looking at Juventus's signings. You know, they brought in. I looked at those Chiesa. I looked matter. at all the same signings too. Guess what? Benfica are better. Benfica are exactly. the better team. They play better. Hands down. Which makes Hands them down. better. Like I, it's like Simple as. you have better team. You have the better players. We play better. We have more points. We will win. And that's what's happening here. Enzo Fernandez, as I mentioned, an absolute bullet. Gonzalo Ramos has four goals in the Champions League. He has six goals domestically. Okay. Gonzalo Ramos, the next big thing coming out yeah. of Benfica. Antonio Silva has been promoted to the senior squad like a month ago, and he's been perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Ball-playing center back, strong, intelligent, knows exactly what he's doing, and he's only just begun, okay? He's the next big thing at center back. Rafa and João Mario have also been incredibly impressive. So throughout the squad, you have everything that you need. There's cohesion, there's chemistry, there's skillers, there's work rate, there's composure, there's Talent. ability to win the game when you're the better side, there's the ability to win the game when you're not the better side. It's perfect. It's exactly what I thought they'd be. And shout out Benfica, who come in sixth on the power ranking, who, again, are only not in the top five because there's some really good teams in the top five right now, dude, who are just kicking ass. Ah, Let's get into it. Because I don't really have much to say on Benfica. I just, I just like to say that I believed in them. Yes. And God did. And God and, did. Uh, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> it was me and you. God, that's who believed in this team. And here they are. And, and DJ Khaled. Yeah, DJ, another one, bro. Number five. Buddy, you know who's in number five? Let me tell you. It's Napoli. Ah, it's Napoli. Napoli. I Wait, we were practicing Benfica. yesterday. I had Benfica above <laughs> Napoli initially. And then I looked at I looked at Napoli's Champions League form. And I hadn't yeah. realized how no, damn they're good. they're lighting it up. Buddy. Listen, domestically, eight wins, two draws, no losses. Still unbeaten after 10 weeks in, in, in the Serie A. 25 goals for, nine against. They have 26 points, which puts them into first place. In the Champions League, if you thought that was impressive. Smacked up, Ajax. In the Champions League, dude, in four games, which they've won all of them, by the way, they have 17 goals for and only four against. 12 points puts them top of their Champions League group. They're already advancing to the next stage. Who knew? Oh my god! As wrong as I was about, Listen, as right as I was about Benfica, sorry, I was so wrong about Napoli, and I owe an I think absolute apology because you know who else was extremely wrong about Napoli? Jurgen Klopp because they smacked him up in yeah, the Champions did, League. Man. Do you remember that? I, of course, I remember. Oh, it, was, it was the Trent, it was the dawn Trent of still Kavadana, nightmares. bro. That was the yeah, now, now special shout out to everybody. Yeah. We've been practicing this name. We've yeah. All right, Kivisha has a very very hard name, Vicha. And and I, I'm still learning it, to be fair. Mina went over it with me for a long time. He understood. He got it quicker than I did. 
But Kvaradana, as much of, as a praise that is, it's important to be able to say this dude's name because he, he deserves to have his name said. Mina, hit me with it, please. I need to hear it first before I can say it. Are you doing, are you doing just surname? The whole name. Okay. It's Khvicha. Khvicha. Kvaratschelia. Kvaratschelia. There you go. You got yeah, it. Oh boy, get in. The yes. Arabic in me. Of course. I still that's prefer Kvaradana. And, and, and it's purely much easier. It rolls off the top. Dude, and that's how he plays. Like, come on. What an absolute baller that dude's been this season. And we were talking about this. The fact that he's Georgian makes him underrated. Because if he was doing what he was doing <laughs> yeah. as a Spaniard, as a Portuguese person, as, as a Brazilian, as an Argentinian, if his last name was Martinez or Silva or something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that dude is worth 80 mil and United are going to go for him in the January transfer. Now, and 80? Just 80? Eight. He's lighting up. Imagine, imagine this was pounds. Anthony's form. 80 million pounds. If this was Anthony's oh, form, dude. could you imagine? Brazilian guy with, with, the, with the roulettes. Unbelievable. Lighting it up in terms of numbers as well. No, he would have been, yeah. The numbers that would have been paid. Do you know what my favorite part of this game is? What? It's the, the fact that he's Georgian. It's the Iniesta hip shake. I Yes. We don't love, see that enough. I, I can't see stress that enough. enough. When this dude like is able to meg you without touching the ball, just by going, yeah. I'm going this way. No, I'm not. And just pokes it between your legs. I can't get over that, bro. I admire that. Like it's such an lead. underrated skill. So underrated, man. He's such a baller. And I love it. And he's leading Napoli to like into this new era because Napoli lost. The reason we thought Napoli would be like shambolic this season. And I will use that word shambolic because I didn't think they would be, never mind champions. Like, I thought they'd be like bottom of the Champions League group, like outside of the Champions League spots in, in Syria. Because when you lose your captain, right? They lost Insigne. They lost um, Ruiz. Dries Mertens. They lost Dries Mertens. They lost Koulibaly. Like, dude, do you know how good those players are? <laughs> the <laughs> core of their team. Those guys are unbelievable. And they just pulled up and went, yeah, you know what? We're actually going to get the best center mids in the league, right? Lobotka has been fantastic. Serbian international, super underrated, okay, yeah. at the base of this midfield. Zielinski, super underrated as per usual. Zielinski's been really good. Zambo and Grisa has been a perfect physical presence in this midfield to just kind of like get forward when he needs to, body people off it when he needs to. Fantastic. And then, Kvaratskhelia. Kvaratskhelia. Yeah, you got it. Just kicking ass on the other end, bro. It's perfect. It's everything that they need. Kim at center back too is a big, like, big dude, super quick. I I, I am eating my words for Napoli and I'm so impressed by what they've been able to do. Anyone that told you Napoli was going to do well this season was either A, Georgian or B, (laughs) lying to you. That's it. That's that is it. It Even was a Fabrizio bad take Romano himself good. could not have. Yeah, That's he could not have predicted this happening. They got lucky. They got lucky. No, but full respect to Napoli, man. Full respect, one hundred percent. Do you think no, that this is a good spot for him in fifth? It. Yeah, I mean, what they did to Liverpool enough puts them in fifth. Unbelievable. And Ajax, they're smashing, just smashing everybody in their that, that Liverpool, alone. Ajax, and Rangers. Like Lawrence, home away, this, everybody. Yeah. I'll just smash you wherever you go. It's it's truly spectacular to see what they're doing. I have them in fifth. You'll see who I have above them. Then you can kind of rate my list afterwards. Uh, in fourth, I have PSG. Ooh, fourth place. I have to have them fourth because, like, listen, I, I don't think that they're. Fourth I don't place. think they're top three, and this is probably going to piss somebody off. But, but here's I guess the my thing. Top three. Here's the thing. Before, I'll, let me ask you this because then, please do. What more can they do? They're top of their Champions League group. They're top of the league. They're playing with grit. They're playing in a way that. They're not actually neglecting Liga on this season. 
why do you have them fourth when every all the criteria that you measured previous clubs on in this I list, know. they're top at? Why? Why are they? Is it because Mbappe is that attitude? What house? I'll tell you, bro. It, it's it's as strange as it as it might sound, because this is still a subjective list. I don't feel PSG have impressed me that much. I feel like they're doing exactly what I expected of them, but they haven't blown me away because I'm like, yeah, obviously you're going to do this. Now, PSG will climb up this power ranking the later that they get into every competition that they go into, right? When they have 90 points in February, I'm like, okay, like, okay, yeah, that, like, yeah, you, you got to move up the list here because you're right. They have not lost a game in Liga. They have, uh, not lost a game in the Champions League either, right? But they haven't smashed the Champions League. Benfica have held them twice. And to be honest, Benfica probably could have beat them yeah. twice. Okay? it Domestically, they've won all of the games that they were supposed to. They've done, like, a good job, right? They've drawn twice, but they've done fantastic. Neymar is in Ballon d'Or form. Messi's playing to a very, very high standard. Uh, Mbappe is scoring goals, but, his, yeah, his attitude has, has not been great for them. I think their midfield connection has been very, very solid. I'm impressed with the fact that they can go from a three... 4-1-2 to a 4-3-3 because they have the midfield. But this is all stuff that I said they would be able to do. I'm not impressed with right. the fact that they don't perform as well when Sergio Ramos isn't is in, in the team. I'm not impressed mm -hmm. that Danilo Pereira is the immediate backup for him because that dude sucks. I'm so not impressed with Danilo Pereira and I haven't been for, for some time. Okay? I think that there is still a level that they haven't reached and that level is, is like, yes, it's an impossible standard, but it's like, it's winning every damn game. Like, no, that's what I'm expecting. They haven't been required to reach that level. And, and that's, but listen, I'm going to use a lot, like the logic that you use to defend City in previous years. Just because they do everything you expect them to do doesn't mean it's not impressive. A thousand and just because they're, like, just because their form dips because they lose someone like a, like a Sergio Ramos doesn't mean it's not, it's not been impressive because you remember what City used to do when Ruben Diaz was out of the team or when Bernardo Silva was out of the team. And even then, you, you would have said, you would have said, listen, Nobody puts pressure on on City like City does, and nobody puts pressure on PSG like PSG does, and that's that's yeah. kind of what I would do right now with Christophe Galtier. That's the kind of argument that I would say. And in the past, you've said, "Listen, just because City is doing everything you expect them to do, and because they dip in form, because they lose the best players, anybody would dip in form because they lose their best players." Yo, it doesn't mean it's not impressive. You're quoting some genius right now because I agree with everything that that guy <laughs> said because that guy's smart as hell. I'm 100% in agreement with you. And if you think I'm four is low, it back to you. just look at who I have in one, two. And then you can kind of see, okay, three, two, one. Have they been more impressive than PSG this season? I'd argue yes. I'd argue they have been more impressive okay. than PSG this season. And if you're like, yeah, but that doesn't make them better, that's fine. We can say, okay, PSG have been better than this team or that team. Fine. But I think, I think PSG, you're right. I just don't know if they've been as impressive and they're playing in league R, right? Which which takes away because there are leagues that, that does are take, better. That does take steps. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like that doesn't take any points away. If they were four for that four in the Champions League, my opinion of them would be higher, right? If they had smashed Benfica right. twice, which to be honest, people would have thought that they would have, but they didn't. And yes, that's a shout on Benfica. But Benfica could have beaten them in both of the games that they played. Yeah. They're top of the league domestically in France. They're supposed to be. They do that all they the were, time. They were anyway. pretty early games though, with with a new system. Like they, yep. these were pretty early games. Like they're they're, they're doing that to be. They're doing good. I'm impressed. They're meeting. I, I they're, they're meeting fun. expectations. They're meeting expectations, and but they're insurmountably high expectations. high expectations that they're meeting, yeah. which makes it pretty impressive. Doesn't blow me away. Okay. Right. I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say. You're gonna hate who I have at three, but because I, I know who Arsenal's. I know Arsenal's coming. So yeah, you're gonna be. You're gonna hate number three. About that I, well, it's it's Arsenal. Arsenal are in third. 
Yeah. I never thought Arsenal would be this high. But Arsenal are top of the league. They're four points clear in the Premier League. After 10 weeks, they've won nine games. That's unbelievable yeah. for them. For them specifically. That is mm. unbelievable <laughs> for them. They lost once. Where Back he was on the compliment if I've ever had one. No, I, I don't even mean it as an insult. Like, he was... Arteta has been outcoached once this year. The rest of the games, they've won. And deservingly so. Let's remind everyone. By who? By who? By, by, who? by yeah. By Ten Hag. Ten Hag did a, did a brilliant job. He just kicked his ass, bro. It is what it is. Now, one hug, Arsenal are hug, far three. superseding... <laughs> That's such a good chat, by the way. One hug, two hug, three hug. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> they are superseding my expectations of them. And to me, that puts them above PSG. Because I'm more impressed by what they're doing than what PSG are. The young core that they've assembled is fantastic. The city players that they acquired are great. Granit Xhaka has taken his, his game to another level. That's very yeah. impressive. Martinelli and Saka have been brilliant. William Saliba, yes, he's overhyped, but he's been brilliant too. My concern with them is how long can this go on for? I don't know, but that's not yeah. what the power ranking is. Right now, Arsenal are the, well, still maybe not the best team in the Premier League, but they are on paper the top team in the Premier Listen, League. Listen, yeah. Table says it, so the it doesn't mean on form that they are. But you know what I mean? So, it. damn, like, they're, they're there. And in the Europa League, okay, fine, they don't play in the Champions League, but in the Europa League, they're three wins from three. They have six goals, four. They only have conceded once. They're top, of the, they're top of their table. They're doing everything pretty much perfectly. Yeah. I'm impressed. I, I, don't, I don't dismiss that, but my expectations for Arsenal were very low to begin with, so them exceeding it right. doesn't mean that they're doing it. Well, it, exceeding know, it for me would have been well. if they were but in they the are top doing four. Really they're well. not in the top four. They're first. Correct. After, 10, Correct. after a quarter of the season. Like, that is beyond impressive. Because you're right. If they were, like, second, third, they were somewhere in that mix, I'd be like, hey, they're doing really well. Yeah. They've you shattered even that ceiling. Yeah. They have, and listen. It's not. I'm not saying that they're not doing well. Right. Like they are doing. Incre they're doing incredibly well. They're playing really well, and that's been the most impressive thing because we've seen teams in the past, namely United. I think last season or the season before, where we've been first at this stage. But you know, it's yeah. almost been. You know, we know this is going to fall apart eventually. Right. We know Arsenal is going to fall apart eventually, but not to the extent where they finish sixth like they did or, or like they usually do. Yeah. They're probably going to finish in the top four. And that, I think, is the expectation that we all have for them at this point in time. Right. And yeah. they don't just deserve to be first, but they've played like they deserve to be first. And that's been the most impressive thing about Arsenal right now. Agreed. So full credit to them. That's what they've been doing. My my concern is still take Gabriel Jesus out of out of that team for injury. And, and I think they it all falls. Yeah, or Saliba, right? Like they're 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 a key injury away from it. A lot of teams are a key injury away from it, but them more specifically because they don't have the quality of the same caliber, right? They're ex, they're outperforming, the, you know, they're out, they're punching above their weight. And I don't know how long that'll go on for, but the longer it goes on for, the better it looks for them. Because we all, and we'll go into number two here, we all think that the best team in England, and probably some would even argue the world, is Man City. I have Man City at second. Yeah, I think they're number two. I, 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 do you know what? I kind of figured that you would. Yeah, you know, like, I, I think that it's important to remember, let, let's calibrate for Man City. Yes, Erling Haaland has grabbed all the headlines, and that makes them seem like they are in a different stratosphere as a team, and they are on another level. That's not the case. City have, um, have won seven games. They've drawn, how many games? Two, and they've lost two. one, right? So, yes, they were unbeaten before yesterday, but they lost to Liverpool at Anfield. Yes, that was cheating. We'll get into it. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> at 23 points they're second in the league they've they've scored 33 but they've also conceded 10 in the champions league they're doing exactly what they're supposed to like we're, we're expecting that of them they're they're uh three wins one draw the draw wasn't expected to be fair against against copenhagen away you still thought they'd win 
But it actually brings me to a point of contention, which is this Holland issue, not issue, no, this Holland wonder. Hell of an issue, though. Is becoming something that I think City have to be a little bit mindful of because there was a long, long time when Man City were inevitable. Now it's looking like Erling Holland is inevitable. And yes, he's the focal point of the attack. But if you remove the focal point of the attack, City still must be able to be the City of last season. And I think they're getting away from that a little bit. And naturally so, because you have Holland there. Why wouldn't you rely on him to score the goals? He's making players better, like Foden, like Grealish. They're coming on even... Um, even De Bruyne. De Bruyne. De Bruyne's getting an assist every game, right? That's all wonderful. They didn't beat Copenhagen they, when Holland didn't play. They didn't beat Liverpool now twice. Not in the Community Shield, not in, not in this game. They didn't beat Newcastle. Newcastle were thrashing us for a lot of the game, and we came back. Good team spirit to come back, right? Who else did we draw against? We drew another game. I can't remember, but it doesn't matter. Like, there are times when Holland's not going to score, and when that happens, yes, he's still got we'll 15 goals in 10 games. You know what I mean? Like, he's still on an unbelievable run. Aston Villa. Against Villa. There you go. Yeah, because we were dominating that game and then we didn't put the lights out and then they scored late and then they tied it. And then that was it. City were like, oh, damn it. I still think, like, cards on the table, Man City are the best team in England. I, I still believe that. I understand what Arsenal's doing. I appreciate what Arsenal's doing. If you were to have them play 10 times, I still think City beat them probably eight times. I would be pretty confident that City would win the majority. Eight, of one and one. Probably. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they'd lose. Even if it was 7, you know, 7-2-1, and 7-1-2, something like that. They'd have a decent record, which is ironically our record for the season. What, that would, that would, yeah, that would be the record that they'd do. Yeah, <laughs> I would still fancy City. I would still, I think if we polled a thousand people, who's the best team in England, they would still probably, most of them would say Man City. And I'm fine with accepting that uh, where they are. But they're in second place. Do we trust that Man City will cross the finish line at the end? Yes, we still all do. But we've seen times when they haven't been able to do it, and and it's... I think it's important for the sake of calibrating everybody's expectations of what they can actually achieve, even with Holland. But we have to remember, like long-term, City are still probably going to be the best side here. And even on form, even though they lost, I would still have them in terms of power ahead of Arsenal. Um, I agree with why you said they're higher than Arsenal. There's no doubt in my mind that City are higher than Arsenal in every single better. way. Better. Except the league table. Right. <laughs> except for the, it's just, the facts. <laughs> yeah, except for the league table, which is the bread and butter. But right. no, I, I know what you're saying. Um, City is getting a little bit, I wouldn't say reliant, just more comfortable with, with the idea of playing with a focal striker. Because yeah. the, you've had to figure out not playing with a focal striker in the past and made that work brilliantly. But now that someone's in there, it's kind of like, you know what, let's big man's up there. Let's just float the ball up to him and he'll score. But Holland's goals haven't always come as game winners. Sometimes it's the third or fourth goal in, in the game or even the second goal in the game. I would argue that for them to slot right back into playing without a striker would wouldn't be easy, but it would they'd figure it out pretty quickly, like mid-game. Like it's not a thing that would need form. I think yeah, but the problem is if you're not winning, out. you're not gonna sub off Holland, right? So it's like if he's injured, you have to. Start if he's it, injured, right? yeah, like, obviously injury permitting is obviously the, always the exception here. But it's like if City are not winning with Holland on the pitch, the answer is not take him off the pitch and then they'll figure it out elsewhere, right? For like sure. the answer is how do we figure it out with Holland? And sometimes suffocating the service to Holland means that Holland's not going to be able to score. That's fine. Let Holland occupy other bodies. Now I want to talk about the Man City versus Liverpool game in particular just before we move on to our top team here because obviously this is going to be a heavy episode and we knew that going in. 
But City should have won that game, a 1,000%. Now, there were predictions before the game about, you know, uh, City were going to smash Liverpool because City smash everybody. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, they don't go to Anfield and smash. Nobody goes to Anfield and smashes Liverpool at home. I don't care. Even, even City, especially City, because we haven't won at Anfield, right? I think that's important to remember. And City deserved to, to have the goal that they scored stand, I think, 1,000%. But I, I made a video before the game talking about Pep overthinking it. I think that happened again today. Like, the best version of Man City's team is the, is the version that's hardest to stop. And that version this season has been Cancelo plays at left back, even when Walker is injured. What mm -hmm. has happened and what they've done really well is shift a center back to right back and it kind of shifts into a back three in possession, but it's not really like a three. It's the city's formation is so fluid that Bernardo Silva often starts the attacks from quarterback just by running, picking the ball off the feet of the center back and moving it forward, right? The most progressive carries, the most progressive passes in the, in the league. That's why. It's because he's starting all the attacks from center back, right? He's not breaking lines in the final third. He's often just moving the ball forward from the center back every time that City get in possession. I think that playing Joao Cancelo right back and Foden at left back, because it, it looked like we were playing 3-2-4-1 to start the game. And it, and it wasn't working. And I'm like, everybody's uncomfortable here. Why is Foden is so far from goal? Cancelo's so on out the of right. place. It's not, it's not working with what we want to do. I think the move would have been keep Cancelo at left back, play Akanji at right back like he did against Southampton where he was brilliant. And then we can kind of move from that. Now, listen, I can get very boring if I start to let really examine Pep's tactics because you can, you'll say, well, we wanted to have Ake there because he could have better marked Salah and then Joao Cancelo can still bomb up the wing on the right. I, I understand all that. Believe me, I just disagree with it. I think... To say, well, Liverpool will be expecting this formation. They probably prepared for it. That's fine because a lot of teams do that and prepare for it. And then they don't beat us. If it had worked out, it would have been brilliant. But it didn't. We lost. And because we lost, we look at it. Well, City were playing a back three. Cancelo wasn't playing in his best position. Neither was Foden. Um, City had a goal disallowed. Thiago should have been sent off. Like, for the most outrageous that red that I've challenge. ever yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. that wasn't. I don't called. care that he slipped. That was a red. And then the narrative becomes after the game that Van Dyke was locking up Holland. No, he wasn't, bro. The game wasn't yeah. won He's by Holland or game Van Dyke. If if Shut that had happened where Holland every time was starting to build an attack, he was getting stopped. Fine, that's not what happened. Stiddy, where Van Dyke had one clearance off the line, and that was it. Right, right. Like I don't know, dude. I I wasn't impressed with the game because I think that more than anything else. The goal should have stood, and I think that the red card to Thiago should have been given. But do you think that City did enough to deserve it, minus that VAR shout? I don't know how the game would have been had we gone had that goal stood. Had that goal yeah, stood, because up to if that point, maybes, I don't. I think but... City still had City had possession for like it felt like ninety five percent of the game. They just weren't using it as effectively as they sometimes do, and then they got caught way too high. Cancelo got caught out again, playing right back. He Multiple wouldn't have been times, there. Though. That would have been Multiple a Kanji, times. by the way. Yeah, but for the goal in particular. He got caught out trying to step up. Salah got the ball, and then Salah was in alone. And Salah could have yeah, scored more. Yeah, you're, but you're an Ederson thumb away from that being 2-0 for the same exact goal being yep. scored twice. It's true. It's true, because we're pressing so high up the pitch. That often doesn't yeah. work, especially not against Liverpool, especially not at Anfield, because Liverpool thrive on that. They're like, that's fine. We can boot it long, and then our, our wingers are faster than your center backs. That yeah, is they don't like to admit that they true. play long ball. No, but they do when it's when it's necessary. But why wouldn't it be? That's yeah. such an effective way. If you see that all the center There's backs are in your half, 
who's to stop you? Of course, Allah is going to be... Especially when you have someone like Spacey Salah, right? Like, right. I, I definitely think questions have to be placed under Pep Guardiola's foot for this game specifically. But it's not going to be a problem that's going to hold you back from being the best team in the world right. this like throughout the season. Yeah. The big question is, can can City actually turn this into a Champions League and can Holland actually bring you a Champions League this season? Right. And that I think is why I would put them first ahead of probably, you know, the Los Blancos that you have in number one there. Yeah. I have to I can't right? have them ahead of Real Madrid after what I just saw because I just saw Madrid win the Clásico and be unbeaten as well in all competitions and do exactly what they're supposed to do. And I saw City lose it yesterday and be not as dominant as everybody maybe makes them out to be just because Erling Holland is performing them. But we can go to number one because, of course, Real I respect I respect what you're saying, though. But before we bounce on to number one, like if this is the game that, that Pep overthinks and you only drop three points and he doesn't do it in the Champions League, listen, that's going to be a, positive, a net positive overall. Yep. And I have no doubt that they're going to figure it out and actually catch up onto Arsenal at some point in this right. in this league, especially because you've got the deeper squad, you've got, you know, the years on them because Arsenal are, are running, you know, their 10th lap, but you're running your 100th lap in this race. Yeah. You know you know how to do it a lot better than Arsenal do. 100%. So they're going to figure it out. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that City will eventually be better. But the current power ranking, I don't feel comfortable putting Man City above Real Madrid because Real Madrid have been all that and then some. Real Madrid have been perfect. Real Madrid have won eight games and drawn one in La Liga. They beat Barca to overtake them for first yesterday in a Clasico that they convincingly won. 22 goals, 4-8 against, 25 points, has them top of the league. Then in their group, three wins, one draw. Again, no losses. Eight goals, uh, four, two against, 10 points, has them first in their league. They just won the Classical. Benzema just won the Ballon d'Or. Valverde is in the best form that I've ever seen him. And what a freaking yeah. player he is. Federico Valverde is one of the best midfielders on earth right now. And there's nothing I mean, anyone Cruz else can do about it. top three. <laughs> top three in the Ballon d'Or voting, bro. Yeah. As what Tony Cruz said. Vinicius Jr. is on top form as well. I love that he's become a clinical player as well. Right, He created the first goal for, for Madrid yesterday. No, he didn't finish the chance. doesn't matter. Benzema did. They still ended up scoring. Chouameni is settling in very, very well to his role. Very nicely. And Rudiger is, is an all-for-the-team type of player. Like Ultimately, everything's coming up Real Madrid right now. I don't think you can make an argument as to why anyone would be ahead of Real Madrid right now because they haven't been beaten. They've beaten everybody that they've played and they have no, you know, no qualms about it. Yeah, it's more of an argument of why, why City would be the best in in league in the world right now yeah. than why they'd be better than Real Madrid, which is kind of a weird way of putting it. But it's just you know how I how I'm thinking about it. I think that City are playing in a much more competitive league, than, yeah. just by the nature of it, yeah. and no, they're like blowing it away, the right? Like. They're not they're not blowing it away in the sense that they're first right now, but they are blowing teams away with the exception of what happened to Liverpool. And I do agree that they did deserve to win that match, bar the overthinking it, which yep. is something that we've placed on Pep's feet a couple times in the last few years. So there's a um, version of this that might have been that hadn't happened. Bro. If if City won yesterday 100%. and Madrid lost or didn't win, yeah, I probably would have had City first. But the power rankings were updated specifically after this weekend set of fixtures because it wasn't just that all the big teams were playing. It's that they were all playing each other. And when they all play each other, then we know, oh, damn. Like, this is going to tell us who is the I don't necessarily put 
uh, a defeat against Liverpool is that because Liverpool are struggling this season. How many times have have struggling teams beaten City in the past? Yeah, and that Liverpool is not just a City. struggling team. Liverpool is still no, Liverpool. but they are a struggling team. They are a struggling team with good players, but that they're still a struggling team. Yeah. Let's not have have any two ways about it. If Liverpool didn't beat Man City yesterday. They'd be sitting, you know, eleventh, so not even anywhere in the top ten. Yeah, so fair, but Liverpool just are because City's a struggling adversary. Team. Like City's modern day greatest adversary is. Liverpool and specifically Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, which is more of and a reason to, to beat City to discredit that you know that loss a little bit more because if you have a kryptonite that you've happened to play on this weekend before we do a power ranking that <clears throat> ended up being a defeat because Pep overthought overthought it, then I wouldn't necessarily say that that's as as big of a, a hurdle that as City like see as what you're trying to make it seem to be I have to disagree but only because I feel like this game has become a derby and going and El Clasico is the biggest derby on earth this has become a derby because it's it's Pep versus Klopp right like these two teams have gone head-to-head in how in the last five seasons to put on these like world-class fixtures and it, it really has felt like especially in the last two or three seasons this season Liverpool's form omitted they felt like the best fixtures to watch in world football because this is where the two best teams on earth are playing, right? For City to lose that game, to lose a derby like that, that's a big deal. I don't care about the form Liverpool are in because they rose to the game. Every Form goes out the window when you're entering that derby because it's who's going yep. to come out on top. City did not come out on top. So I can't put them as the as the top team in, in, the, in Europe right now when they lost their biggest game when Real Madrid on the same day won their biggest game. I agree with what you're right. saying, but I, I do think context has to be put into it. And yeah, the form goes out the window when you play the derby. But how many times have Man, have Man United beaten City when United have had no chance to beat City in the past? Yeah. yeah and that I, hasn't changed our opinion on what City, where City and United were. It's like, yeah. cool, we did the double against you the other year. It doesn't it doesn't mean that we thought Man United was better than, than City at the time or right. that City was yeah, the best team in England at the time. It's true. It's it's true. I mean, to, though, to be fair, and City again, at that point were probably like 15 points ahead in the league. City are not. City are second in the league, right? Like, they're not uh, the best. Pro- way ahead of Liverpool. Way ahead of Liverpool, but not way ahead of the curve, right? When City were up here and they're dropping a game sporadically, fine. But this is this is a game that City could have been, like, tied for first or one point off first, and that's not where they ended up, right? They, they lost to Liverpool, form omitted to then still be the second best team on paper in the league. And I think that matters because, again, it's not like City are flying above everybody else. City are in second right now, which means that they lost to a team that was 11th. Like, that's, a that's you know... I, re- I respect what you're saying, yeah. but I, I, I disagree. We can disagree. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I would still think... Because I, still, I, because I see where you're coming from. Right. And you're always going to underestimate your team because that's, yeah. that's just how it is. You don't want to overinflate yourself because when... Right when it goes invariably wrong, you're you're just going to get all the loss at you. Sure. And I understand what you're doing, but it's... No, and I would have... I'm very By the way, when you're being... Because and when you're a City fan, won, you analyze your team a lot better than, than other people do. 100%. You analyze it with a much more... Like, you're your own worst critic, right? So yeah. it's it's kind of the same thing that happens here. Right. So I'm, I'm just telling you from the outside looking in, this is what my opinion is. I'm sure, I, yeah. I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody looks at City as though they're the best team in Europe. I'm, I'm calibrating those expectations to say like, yeah, if City had, which and I'm is, fickle about it, if, like I said, do, if yeah. City beat Liverpool, I have City on top. If City had beaten Newcastle and Villa, I might have them on top because they'd be top of the league. They're not there. And so I can't put them in that position. But it's not that I'm saying City aren't that good. I'm just saying that I don't think presently right now they're better than Real Madrid because Real Madrid are 
that good and have beaten everybody that they played against. But it's behind us. The power rankings are established that we got them. Yeah. Did I miss anybody? Do you have somebody in your top 10 that you wish that I shouted out? No, not really. I just don't want this, like the way I was speaking about C to sound like I don't think Madrid are that good. Madrid, right. Like this is not me having another Jamie Carragher. Madrid's not going to win. Yeah. <laughs> this is not, this is not the same moment. No, I don't think are, it came off that way. What, this is 1A and 1B. I think you're, like, pro, I think not, you're just arguing not pro much city. between it. Yeah. Taking a pro yeah. city argument. Pretty much. Yeah. And I get that. And I think with that, the only honorable mention I have to <laughs> give here was uh, PSV Eindhoven, who didn't quite make the list because they're okay. second in their domestic league and they're second in the Europa League group. But boy, have they been thrilling. Like, they've been proper thrilling. Between uh, Xavi Simmons and uh, Cody Gakpo, Cody. those dudes have been balling out. Even freaking Sangare has been balling out from, from the yeah. six. Like, they have been a I mean, Sangare and Gakpo are two players that you and I said United should have signed. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Like, And we were shouting that out for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And here we are. And I'm very impressed with PSV Eindhoven. They don't technically qualify for, no, the, for really the power well. rankings, but shout out to the, the players that they have because they're thrilling. They're awesome. And with that, uh, that pretty much wraps the footy. That's like, that's the power rankings, bro. I'm pretty satisfied with how that went. Let's I like get into it. Talked about. Yes, we're going to keep Tell this. Tell me about Republic of Mancunia. We're going to talk about it no more than 10 minutes. Uh, and I want you no, to no. ask me specific questions because otherwise I'll ramble for 40 minutes and I don't want to do that. We're going to wrap this in the next 10 minutes. My personal guarantee. Go. I'm going to start on a different angle that you anticipated. Okay. How was the food? Because you didn't think it was going to be great. Yeah. I thought that British food sucked and I didn't eat any British food. I just British had... food does suck. That's why the most popular food there is Indian and French and Arab. Yeah. They have they have all these different restaurants and we loved all the ones that we went to. I, I didn't want to have any meat pies, you know? Now... The most now, let me tell you, meat pies I are great. I see. I didn't want to try them. I was like, no. Why meat am I going to waste really like? Why am I going to waste six pounds on a meat pie? If I'm going to spend six pounds, I'd rather it be on something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I know different from there, right? So, we had um, a proper British breakfast every morning with uh, the the bacon's a little bit different. I I sought out the more cooked. I actually cooked them a little bit myself because you know how they put them on mm -hmm. like the burners in those silver uh, plates, yeah, to keep yeah, them yeah, warm. So I would take the ones from the bottom because they were crispier with some eggs and some toast and a green apple because the hotel had green apples. This was a complimentary continental breakfast every morning. It was perfect. Okay, we stayed at the Manchester City Center Arena Hotel. And it was the it was like, it was a perfect state, to be honest, right? They were serving this. I had eggs, toast, this bacon, which come, it, it grew on me, to be honest, because it was thick. I like it, though. It was basically yeah, like, like it. fried ham. That's how I describe it. It's, it's, it's almost like a thicker pea meal bacon. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? And then, and then a green apple. So I started my day off with a hearty breakfast every day really really enjoyed that that was probably the most like inherently british thing that we had because it wasn't from a restaurant of a different origin mm -hmm. then we had we had shawarma there we had these these you know I, I honestly don't even remember some of the places we went to we had like pizza but like from an italian restaurant like it was a thin nice. little pizza you know what i mean like it was so fresh so light i had uh some steak tacos from there too at this restaurant that i don't know the name Ooh. of but they were it, everything that we ate we didn't want to eat anything like heavy we just wanted to eat light and steak tacos when they're like fried and sizzling and you just no, grab they're them. nice. They're so light, you they're know, nice. like so fresh. Everything was so good to eat. Um, All right, enough about the food. And that's just let's that. get into it next. Let's get into it. Go ahead, ask away. How big of a smile did you have when first of all yeah. when you saw the stadium, when you started walking closer to when it kept getting bigger and bigger, and then when you were right there with the scarf, you know, yeah. smiling in front of the stadium, getting taking getting your picture taken up. Now I can't stress enough. 
I thought that the weather in England was always rainy because everything I've ever heard in my entire life was that the weather in England is that it's always rainy. And you even wished rain upon me. You said, I hope you get an authentic Not Manchester ex- experience yeah. and that it rains on you. Brother, when I tell you it was 15 degrees and sunny every day, it was always the sunny in Philadelphia. perfect, perfect weather. <laughs> now, walking from our hotel to the stadium was about a 40-minute walk. Okay? We did it in 25. <laughs> my dad was so <laughs> angry at me because apparently I walked very fast. My dad's trying to keep up. And then he's like out of breath. We get to the place. I'm like, what? He's like, you're walking so fast. I'm like, bro, <laughs> tell me. I don't even know. My, love, my legs are way longer than my dad's legs, right? So we get there. And the first time that I could see it was over the bushes. And I'm like, oh my God, are we really there? Because I'm still following the GPS because it's guiding us. I'm like, oh yeah, my God, yeah. it's going to be there. And then when I had to, I, I put my GPS down, I'm like, and then you see it and then you see it and we didn't go in right away right we went to to mary d's which was recommended to me by the city fans on tiktok who were like hey if you're coming you gotta go to mary d's by the locals this is like a local city pub not 500 meters from the stadium we went there before grab a drink kind of like you know talk to the locals get a real sense of the manchester of it all right yeah and that's what it felt like bro and then so i passed by and i'm walking by and i'm like oh my god I'm telling you, I saw this stadium from every angle. There's not one angle I did not see. I touched every brick. I, I, I'm just going to say something hella inappropriate. But I did some stuff to this <laughs> building that I would not care to repeat. And I was so happy to see it, right? So after we left Mary D's, we're coming back towards it. And I'm like, oh, my God, now it's happening. Like, now we're going to walk into yeah. the actual area. And so we come on, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're here. Do you see the big billboards of, like, Aguero and Gundogan and, like, the, you know, like mm. just people? I'm like holy crap. And we're walking. We walk around and then it smacks you in the face, like the front where it says, you know, dad, dad. I'm like, yeah. Holy crap. And I wish people could see my gestures right now too, because I'm using my facial expressions a lot. If you're just listening to this, just try to picture. It's a very visual like, conversation. It's a very visual conversation yeah. because I, I can't describe it. I'm just like, I'm at a loss for words looking at it. Like, we got to take pictures of all these. You remember the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jake Peralta wanted to take pictures of the building from... Uh, of the from building, Bayard? yeah. Like, That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That was me for every single picture. And I had to coach my dad on how to take pictures where I would take a picture <laughs> of the frame and say, don't move the phone. And then I'd walk in and he'd press the button. Because, you know, so when funny. dads take pictures, they want to zoom yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like, dad, the picture is not of me. It's of this. Like, look at where <laughs> we are, bro. The weather was perfect. I was wearing uh, this city kit here, the 125-year commemorative anniversary kit with the official member scarf that I got. We walked around the entire stadium, every single part except for the away fan section because we weren't allowed there. I took pictures mm. with the the statues in front of the stadium. We walked the strip, which walks out towards like uh, where like a very local residential area is so that I could see yeah. the stadium from like what a local would see when they're walking towards it. And I'm like, dude, this is the that's this is the most amazing thing ever. And that's just can you imagine they just do it every weekend? I couldn't imagine. I'm like, dude, this is that's the that's thing the, the vibe world. I go when I went to Old Trafford. It's like they just get off the bus or just yeah. go some like they go to a pub or they come from home and they just make that walk and they're like, oh, that that's the. Stadium. I saw they, some house. Yeah, there was a, a complex of houses that had the entire outside wall that faced the street. It was a mural of Pep Guardiola. I saw that. I'm yeah, like, that was beautiful. Dude, that's stunning. Imagine living there. Like, yeah. this is that's, your that's house. Around. That's the Etihad. You can just go there. And you get a view of the Etihad. Every from morning when room. you wake up, I couldn't freaking believe it. And that was just the outside. When we went inside, and City have like the turnstile. So you walk, if you're walking to the top yeah. of the stadium, you have to walk up the rounds. There's no stairs there, by the way. What a brilliant concept. Hmm. Like stadiums in North America, take a take a note here. 
The infrastructure of funneling people in and out of your giant stadium. It's like the San Siro, right? Because the San Siro has those as well, right. right? It's so much better in Europe than it is it here. It's unbelievable because it's such a smart way of just funneling people in and out. So we're walking around and around and around and around all the way up to the top. Yeah. And then that first moment, like we walk, our gate is right in front of where we came out of the stairs. So we walk right out into it. And I'm like, oh my God. And we walked <laughs> up and I'm like, holy. You got the God. shot? Did you get the shot oh, dude, of, the you know, shot. panning off oh, yeah. from the stairs and you oh, got it yeah, all the way buddy. up to the pitch? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is, I, I, I still am at a loss for words, but I'm like, how am I here right now? Like, there's no way that this is actually happening right now. But it was. It was there in front of me. I got to see it. I, yeah. Dude. You know what hit me big time? And I, I wonder if that happened to you too. Tell me. I just thought of all the pitches that I've played on in like Mississauga, <laughs> Oakville, that kind of stuff. And then you see it and it's like carpet. It's dude. beautiful. I'm like, oh my goodness. Someone took a level to this and right. perfected every single inch of it. Nah, for me, it was the seats in the stadium. It was just like seeing like what this building looks like and what it feels yeah. like to be in it and to look up to the sky and thinking every picture I'm going to take today will not have a cloud in the background. Hmm. Like this is the most perfect. This literally could not be very picturesque. Perfect. It's yeah. literally the most perfect way I could have, I could have ever imagined. And I'm with my dad, right? I'm like, what a, what a perfect experience for us to have. We watch the game. I'm sitting next to an 85 year old woman during the game who's been a city fan since 1950. Yikes. Buddy. She's Can you this. imagine that for She's a second? She, and I'm sitting next to her. And She's I'm like, at the Holland hat tricks. She's there, bro. She's been there since Main Road. She's been there since before the stadium was built, bro. Like way back then. She's been there since fucking League One. She's <laughs> 83. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, holy crap. Because I didn't get tickets next to my dad because when I bought them, they, like there were no tickets together. So I got them as yeah. close to proximity as we could. He was like, behind me but a couple of seats down and i'm sitting at this game and like to celebrate the goals and to see how the team plays and to watch someone's none yeah literally and they're the grandkids are next to them on that side i'm like hi guys like what's up <laughs> oh dude i couldn't i could not believe how perfect it was anyway that was but the game ask me more how did people embrace you as a canadian or a north american coming in better than i ever could have expected because yeah. I feel like in Europe, everything is support your local because they hate international fans. But this is something mm -hmm. that, that people who live in their domestic areas need to understand. Your sport and your team would be nothing without international fans. All of the money that goes into this is because of global outreach. If only the people... Yeah, you're only limiting. Watch, yeah, yeah. You would have nothing, yeah. right? It would be whatever sport is the most televised globally is the one that has the most money go into it. And that's what brings in the talent and the fans. That's the only reason any of this exists, Right. Otherwise, it would just be everybody supporting their local, local team. It's not broadcast. There would be no Erling Hollands of the world. There'd be no Kevin De Bruyne. There'd be no Cristiano Ronaldo's. There would be no Messi's. It would just be what you see in front of you. The reason that it, it, it can expand to this global entity is because of international fans. So when people say support your local, it's like, are you dumb? I just flew 6,000 kilometers to see my team. The most you've ever gone is a 20-minute bus ride. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Have you about, ever right? woken up at 7 a.m. to watch a fucking Never. Bobby in the morning? No, bro, because for them, it's midday, right? So, like those were not the fans that I met. Those were the fans who, who met me with resistance when I made the video because they're like, of course, yeah. City International fan. I'm like, you're stupid because you don't understand what this actually means. The locals were so thrilled to be like, I can't believe like that. Because you have to remember, for them, seeing this locally, Manchester City as a culture was entirely in the city of Manchester. They didn't have outreach. And as it expanded yeah. and to grow, they're like, 
I've seen this team come from nothing, nothing to now have global outreach. We have people flying from everywhere on earth to come see this team play. Like that's a pretty surreal. If I met a TFC fan who lived in like Sri Lanka and he came to a TFC game and he flew there specifically to watch the game, I'd be like, yeah, dude, can I buy you a beer? Like, good for you. Cause it's not just support your local. It's like you were supporting my club from there. Like how did we connect? Right, and that's support your community. local. Support your local. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For me, it's just the outreach, dude. But I, yeah, I support your local. Too. I support your. I feel like I'm from there, bro. Manchester. I was like, you don't understand. I celebrate just as hard as you do. I just celebrate from my house at six in the morning because that's in what time it is when the game starts. Yeah. You know? So crazy. But I, it was a lot of very supportive people, and I was adamant I like about making sure that my dad was too about making sure that they knew that we were Canadian because I didn't want them to think. Oh, you know, American Some fan Americans. coming over. Yeah. He's just, you know, he probably doesn't know anything about, about football. At the at the National Football Museum of England, which is situated in Manchester where we were, I had a 20-minute conversation with the cashier there at the gift shop about City versus Ten Hag and, and tactical styles of play. Because I wanted him to know. I'm like, I know every bit of information that you know because I watch every bit of information you do. Like, I absorb the same content that you do. And yeah. I want him to leave there thinking like, you know, like they know their stuff. Like th- this is not just like, oh, he's just here. Like, yeah, I love it. See, really Holland, the best guy in the world. I didn't want him to have that. It's like, like no. the Neil Patrick Harris video. Yeah. He was with a kid <laughs> wearing the city shirt. Go Manchester United. Go Manchester United. <laughs> like, exactly. I was like, oh, this is, this is city. This isn't United. Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> I just like blue. Like, come on, dude. And just to like, to be in that class, I really like that question because that's exactly what it felt like. It was just an unbelievable like sense of community more so than I actually yeah. thought that it would be because city fans get a lot of stick and we know this it's, just, it's a running joke right the, the, the empty head but you're yeah. there and it was full and there was so many people who are so like committed and love the team so much that 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 sense of growth for them I think is just like it's not something that they would have expected to have had and so it's a cool feeling for all of us to be like we're connected right no that's that's sick I love that yeah I love that you got to experience ask me about the stadium and team. yeah I was just gonna. I was just gonna do that. How was the stadium tour? The next day, we went on the stadium tour. I can't decide what was the better moment: seeing the game live from the seat and like taking in a game at the Etihad with the chants and with the singing "Blue Moon." Like I mm. couldn't, but or singing uh, um, the song that they sing at the end there. What's it, is it the, a Wonderwall by Oasis? Yeah, just, yeah. I said, baby, just to sing that at the end of the game. I'm like this is crazy <laughs> that I'm singing this with them right now. It was such a good feeling. The next day. I walked through the tunnel that they that they walk out and walked out onto the pitch. You went out of the players' tunnel, yeah. That one, I was like, I we had a tour because you get to live your dream in it. Yeah, we had, like, I was some, doing the high like knees, like the inner in the child of you practicing yeah, the headers. The inner you know child I mean? in you is like getting ready to hear the Champions oh, League music. It's like, come so on. So what they did is they have a pre-recorded sound of the atmosphere of the stadium. So what oh, you hear sick. when you're coming out is the atmosphere of the stadium. It's like, come no on, set, come on, set, and it's loud in that tunnel. And you're like, can you imagine being a pro player and this is what you're experiencing? And you walk out onto the pitch, and you're like, there's you know, fifty five thousand people cheering for you, dude. When I walk through the tunnel, I'm doing like the little jog in yeah, place. I'm amazing. walking around the logo because I'm like, I'm not stepping on that. And then you walk <laughs> out and you look up and you're like, I am home. You're like, holy crap. And the That's tour guide amazing. was telling everybody about something or another. And I honestly didn't hear one word. You couldn't listen to a single thing. I was yeah. making my dad take pictures of every single thing that we saw. I was pushing people out of the way. I was like, no, you're stepping on the logo. Move. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a picture here. Nobody steps Move, on the logo. Move, man. Yeah, literally, yeah. bro. All of it. And then I sat 
where Pep's at during the games, like in Pep's chair. And you're like, mm, I get it. Through osmosis. Dude, you're the I reason just he lost the there, And I was like, I understand why he moves up because the pitch is curved. So if like, if you're sitting in here, you don't see what's happening on the far side as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what do I do? I walk right up to the tunnel. I start moving my arms like this. I'm like, squeeze, push, five, move. <laughs> you know, like I'm just trying to be, do my best pep impersonation. Hilarious, dude. Amazing. That's sick. Crazy. And yeah, man, because because like the stadium, I almost, by the way, you, you need to give me credit because I almost made a very, a very funny joke on my end Funny. that would have been at the expense of city and i don't want to do that to you so i'll tell it to you offline okay i appreciate it. i know exactly what i held saying. it in because yeah. i wanted to keep it like i wanted to keep you happy right with this experience yeah, not and it would have been again, like we did with the ball so thing i'll tell the top, you bro. no i'll no tell need you. for violence just to choose violence like that you want to know a really interesting story i'll tell it to you a different time when you're not on this high so the tour guide gave us an explanation as to how why man city's dressing room is designed the way it was you want to hear it Mm, yeah, why is it? Why is that? Pep Guardiola personally designed Man City's change room and he designed it as a circle. We got to sit in there and the reason is that it, mm -hmm. it's for optimal communication, right? Everybody can see each other. Everyone could talk to each other at any given point. Okay. Yeah. There are lockers in there behind the, the like wall of where everybody's jersey is. Okay. With locks on them and safes. Th those didn't used to exist. The safes in the Man City change room exist because of Mario Balotelli. No way. Okay, get this. No way. Mario Balotelli <laughs> is the reason that Manchester City's change rooms have safes because he used to get sent off or be subbed off and he was bored. And he would go back to the change room and start <laughs> switching people's wallets and IDs, taking their Rolexes and hiding them at different <laughs> what places. A just because he was bored. Can you imagine? So he, the, 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 the tour guide is giving Balotelli us an example. Is it not the funniest thing you've ever heard, dude? He was giving us an example. And he said... <laughs> He goes, so you have one time, and he said this is a per like a personal story that he that he had a player reiterate to them, where James Milner went to go pay for gas and he opened it up and he had Yaya Toure's wallet, <laughs> and he looked at the he looked at the ID would go to pay, and it was a picture of Yaya and you picture James yeah, Milner like pale five seven white guy with the six two African dude on the license plate. He goes, oh that ain't me. <laughs> Lo siento. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> I'm like, that's the funniest story I've ever heard. That, of course, Mario Balotelli is of the reason Balotelli's the one that Man yeah. City have have locks in their in their. Locks. I thought you were gonna say he was stealing shit. Like he's bro. just getting paid. He's like, that's how you stay a millionaire. He dude. might have. I don't even know if he did. Like, I don't know if he kept anybody's Rolexes, but it, from from what they said, he would just take them and move them just to troll people. Oh my goodness, that's what so fucking funny, dude. It's my favorite thing. What a guy. Anyway, that's so dumb. Any other questions about the great? Yeah, how was the airport experience? The airport experience? Yeah, how was that? <sighs> Boy, German airports. Yeah, Lufthansa. <laughs> okay, so Lufthansa. That does give me another good story. So when we landed in Frankfurt, and then I'm going to wrap with this because I said 10 minutes and it's been 20 because time okay. flies when we're talking about this, bro. <laughs> Lufthansa is is a very like efficiently German airport. Now, when we flew, we didn't fly direct to Manchester. We flew to Frankfurt. And then Frankfurt, we connected, we had a layover, which went to, to Manchester, okay? Now, we were very tired because when we landed in Frankfurt, it felt like like 12.30 our time. Yeah. But it was like 6 a.m. there. So it's like we missed our sleeping window here, right? Nighttime is, is over, but we couldn't fall yeah, asleep yeah. on a plane because we only landed, it felt like 12.30 our time. So it wasn't that late. We weren't going to sleep at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right? You're not tired. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we... <laughs> We're at the airport, and again, everything's when you're delirious, everything is 10 times funnier. And so we have to go through the, the security to get to our connecting flight. 
and there's this German, uh, you know, like what, what's the word there? The, the police officer, I guess, the security guard, who's trying to tell people, and they're, they're speaking English for the convenience of everybody. When you walk through the thing, you can't wear a jacket. You can't have a bag. You have to put everything into uh, like the, the TSA agent, right? Yeah, the TSA agent. Kind of yeah, yeah. And so somebody, I don't know where she was flying from. I don't know what her background was, but she, I don't think she spoke English. And so he said to her, I guess quite a few times that she had to like remove her coat and put her shoes in the thing and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he lost it at her. And he's like, he's like, take off the coat, put it in the bin. Why don't you understand? <laughs> He's like, he just snapped. He's like, what don't you understand? Like, just freaking do it already. And my dad and I heard this and we were laughing hysterically. Just dying laughing. Because it's the most German thing. Like, just going through that airport, we understood gig and press. We understood German tactics. <laughs> we understood the pressing. They're so direct. He's like, listen, take your shoes off, take yeah. your jacket off, walk through and beat it. You're like, like, hey, Pep, by the way, all you need to do to be Pep, to be Thomas Tuchel is go to Frankfurt. Yeah, go to just Frankfurt. Go through they have it figured out over there, bro. Let yeah. me tell you. Stop taking private jets and going through <laughs> the, the VIP lounges. Just just go through a normal airport experience. You'll understand everything. A thousand percent, bro. And then we flew to Manchester. That was fine. We slept a Listen, little bit on the it's flight. Good that, anyway. It's good that um, that TS agent had tried a couple times because well, some of think, them come up with a different energy. We think that some he had of tried them a couple are just Because for, for us, no in our head, we think that mm. surely this reaction meant that he had asked her a few times. But to be fair, yeah. we had just arrived there. So there's a very real possibility that after no, one time, them, he was like, some of them are what just, don't you yeah. understand? Put your shoes in the bin. <laughs> More than once is way too inefficient for Germany. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've already told you one time. How many more times do I need to say that? It's so funny, dude. I had such a good time. Perfect trip. Anyway, I think we're getting around. I love it. Yeah, can't wait for Joe to come back and tell us how he felt about Stamford. Yeah, Joe was in England too. Who, like, imagine that. London. London, London, London. <laughs> Bro, who knew that the TJW boys would all get to experience their dream, like, stadium. In the span of a year. In the span of a year. It's unbelievable. So yeah. shout out us, bro. TJW for the win. Guys, we hope you have enjoyed episode number 165 of the Jersey Wall podcast. As always, I've been your host, Mr. Nathan Santos, a.k.a. Master Chef Nay. Today, we went over the 10 best clubs in Europe for our TJW power ranking. Brethren, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks again for having me. Look forward to it. And uh, yeah, good to have you back, buddy. It's been a pleasure. Hope you enjoyed the Manchester story. By the way, if you'd like those last 20 minutes, I kept that brief. I could tell you 400 more stories. Oh, 100% from the Manchester. We're going to be talking about it for a while. A thousand percent. I got stories on stories on stories. I appreciate you only making one joke at my expense this episode. I've never insulted you personally. So I just like to keep that in mind. But whatever. It's not a conversation <laughs> of friendships. I think that was mad disrespectful. But I'm over it. It's fine. We, got, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, for more from me, you can find me on Instagram at the Nathan Santos and everywhere else at Master Chef Nay, including on TikTok, where you can find the TJW Bites, which have now surpassed 1.9 million views. We're almost at 2 million, bro. In September, we were at 1 million. 2 million. It's now October. That's crazy. We're almost at 2 million. That trip did wonders for you, right? Oh, buddy. Yeah. You know Got what? The exposure. It, it Got did, the European it did exposure. Well. It did, yeah, it did pretty well. Brethren, where can we find more from you? You can find me on Instagram at mina.gali98. And on Twitter, it is at minafgali. Boom. Don't forget to follow the Jersey Wall Podcast on Instagram at TJWPodcast for your favorite memes and updates of whenever you get a new episode. <laughs> Guys, we love you. And we thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Jersey Wall Podcast. Don't forget to go to elmontyouthsoccer.com. The link's in our description. And enter the promo code TJW10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. Guys, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. 
and we'll see you next time right here on the Jersey World Podcast, baby. Woo!